You're listening to Elwed Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwed Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Valentina Ring of The Stars Inside. Valentina is a destination wedding planner and stylist based in London who loves working with couples all over the world. She offers a comprehensive international planning and design service specializing in soulful elopements and unique, distinctive, intimate weddings, celebrations that feel like home no matter what the size. She prides herself in curating experiences that are heartfelt and authentic where every detail is considered. She's just as confident supporting couples with the logistical problem-solving side as with their creative design, which gives her a very comprehensive and holistic approach to wedding planning. Valentina is a strong believer in creating meaningful experiences, but also encourages her brides and grooms to be playful and to think outside the box in ways that are most personal to them. She was featured in many of the world's best wedding blogs and even more excitingly had her work published in print as well. She has contributed many expert advice pieces or expert opinions posts to many blogs and magazines. But most importantly, Valentina wants to continue growing her brand while connecting with talented suppliers worldwide. In this episode, you can meet Valentina, where she shares her unique inspirational story with us and what led her to become a destination wedding planner. We will also talk about destination weddings and planning tips for all couples. And now, let's get started. Hello there, Valentina. It's so happy. I'm so happy to have you on our podcast. Uh, we actually spoke a little bit on our Instagram live uh, some, what is it, months ago <laughs> uh, in uh, the beginning of the pandemic and uh, you were just so amazing to talk about all the things and all the issues that brides had to be facing. Um, but today I would like to talk about more about your planning process and about your destination planning because you're actually our first destination planner um wedding planner so that's uh, super exciting and we just love your stuff and love your work and one of your recent uh, shoots from Santorini was just featured in our new issue so everybody that wants to see uh, Valentina's work you should check it out um so uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about your story uh, how did you get to wedding planning and uh, what what led you to Greece? Of course. Firstly, what an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's such a joy to be here. I'm so grateful. And it was really lovely to connect with you on Instagram and to have that first chat that we had. And I was so excited to see our feature on the magazine. So thank you so, so much for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> Um, okay, so in terms of what I do, so I'm a wedding and elopement planner and I'm based in London in the UK at the moment, but my geographical location doesn't really matter. I work with couples all over the world and we plan weddings and celebrations all over as well. So London is just a base from which I work, but it's, it's not really, you know, <laughs> a limitation on, on my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to weddings not in a very straightforward way. I, I fell in love with it as a bride because I was working with a wedding planner myself for my own wedding. 
and mm -hmm. just experiencing what it was like from the client side to have the support of a planner and just her ability to get us excited, to give us peace of mind, to create a concept that was so personal to us. And we went through quite a difficult planning process because we had a long engagement and our wedding venue, my original wedding venue actually went bankrupt um, mm -hmm. quite sort of quite far into the process, which meant that, you know, we had to start all over again and we ended up choosing to get married in Italy, which is where I'm from. And we really needed the help of someone who would get us back on track and, you know, get us feeling mm -hmm. like this second plan wasn't a compromise. It was, you know, just as exciting as the first one. So, you know, that was sort of my experience as a bride. And I absolutely loved what she did for us. I loved the role that she played. I loved, you know, the fact that we became friends and I loved what she created. And she realized that I was really taking, taking this on very well. And she basically said to me like would you like to intern with me and learn a bit about what it's like to be a wedding planner at the time I was working wow. in an investment bank and I hated it <laughs> oh wow so um she she basically said to me why don't you you know learn a bit about this with me like intern with me and she introduced me to a lot of people in the UK wedding industry and basically opened my eyes to the fact that it's a job you know and it, it was something that I could yeah. choose to do and I was so excited. From the moment she said it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I felt like I had found the thing that I was looking for. I've done a lot of very different careers. I was an astrophysicist. I was a circus performer. I was an investment banker. Wow. <laughs> I've kind of had a bit of a windy path through life. But it's been wonderful. But I never felt like I had found my place. And it really wasn't until, you know, I had this experience that I realized where I wanted to go. So I spent months and months planning my launch and my brand and everything and yeah. almost it was two and a half years ago coming up to three I launched my business and honestly now I'd have it no other way I absolutely love what I do I love the people I do it with and the people I do it for so I feel very 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 grateful <laughs> yeah I think it also shows in your work that you know you are approaching everything with passion and a little bit of romance and uh, the uh, how do you say the story of love and the couples and uh, also um, the fact that you had different careers through your life I think this is also something very important for planners uh, the creatives let's say um, because they have to show different parts uh, especially the wedding planners they have to show different parts different skills for each event i would say yeah and uh tell us a little bit more about the circus uh, the <laughs> being a circus performer <laughs> like this is i mean you're the first person i met <laughs> with, oh i with like that. i like being yeah I like being people's first circus performer they've ever met. It's quite All right. Like, everybody probably asks you about that. <laughs> no, I love it. You know what? It was it was such a special experience for me. I um, so let me give you some background. So at the time, I was doing a PhD in astrophysics, and what? Oh my god! <laughs> many moons ago, I was studying for a PhD in astrophysics, and my the story went that I. I was still loving what I was doing, but I did it very much out of sort of this is what people expected. You know, I finished a master's in yeah. physics and the natural, 
you know, continuation of that path was academia. And so I kind of went into it thinking, well, this is what I'm supposed to do now. You know, this is the next bit. Um, And, you know, I did love it, but it wasn't, I I think I could already feel that it wasn't, you know, something that really fulfilled me. Um, And then my mom was very ill. She was diagnosed with a brain brain tumor. And I moved out to Italy to live with her. And I basically asked for a suspension of my PhD so that, you know, I could be her carer, her full-time carer for a while. And after sort of six months of looking after her, she passed away. And I came back to Bristol, which is where I was studying at the time. And honestly, it just felt like life couldn't go back to what it was. It it, it was. I I couldn't just pick up where I left off. Something so big had happened to me. I don't know. I think my priorities had been thrown all, all over and, I had experienced something so big and so I said to my PhD supervisor like I'll come back for a bit and then see if I can do it and I did try for a bit but honestly I wasn't there like my head wasn't there my heart wasn't Mm. there Um, and I was really honest with him and I said I think I need to find something else to get me out of bed in the morning Mm. because I'm in a bit of a a dark place right now and this isn't you know lighting my my soul this isn't Mm. filling my heart so Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) he was like you do what you need to do and I started (laughs) looking around for anything and everything I applied to all kinds of different jobs I I thought about being a policeman everything like I tried all kinds of things and then I came across this course in circus and it was like it was kind of like a theater like performing arts theater circus course and it just so happened the campus was quite close to where I lived and I was just like you know, and at the time I had found that physical exercise was a really good therapeutic um, thing for mm-hmm. me to do when I was feeling down. So I, had, mm-hmm. I was quite fit sort of physically then. And I was doing a lot of like classes that had given me some sort of, you know, physical skills. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go. And I showed up. I did this. <laughs> I did this audition. Um, and the guy was like, Valentina Spitieri, which is my maiden name, um, <laughs> you know, master's in astrophysics okay <laughs> and I just I did this audition uh by climbing I did a, a dancing piece climbing on a pole anyway and then I I mean they they accepted me and I was like oh my goodness I have to do this now and I went back to my supervisor and I said I'm joining a circus I'm sorry <laughs> I'm really sorry and he was like that's fine you do what you need to do <laughs> He, he actually said to me like what would you do if you were a millionaire is it is it this yeah. is it astrophysics and I said no yeah. and he yeah. was like well then that's your answer you know you need to go go follow your heart and at the time yeah. I didn't know what my heart was saying but I was yeah. excited about something new I was excited about something physical and I and really creative. really immersed myself yeah I was so creative yeah. and I just really immersed myself in it and it was three years of doing nothing but training and creating and being with circus people and it was amazing honestly I was such an introvert back then and really threw me out of my comfort zone I was on a stage you know like a month after starting I was like oh my god I'm gonna hyperventilate and die but you know (laughs) it was was amazing and I I ended up specializing in aerial circus Mm -hmm. which is when you hang off things basically so Mm -hmm. trapeze was my specialty and um, you know, I mean, I was an absolute newbie. There were people who had been doing gymnastics since they were five, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just <laughs> take my own journey, you know. 
Um, and that was it. It was three years of working really hard on myself and immersing myself in really creative. And it was really nice is at the end of that journey, um, we had this like final piece that we had to perform. And I did, mm-hmm. I told the story of my mom, like through dance and yeah. physical theater and, and circus. Oh, wow. And I really felt like it gave me this kind of, not closure, that's the wrong word, but it just allowed me to express all these things so that I hadn't, hadn't been feeling, able to, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm Absolutely. really grateful. You know, I, I never did it thinking I'll be a performer forever. I think it's just mm-hmm. what I needed at that time to, to get mm-hmm. through, you know. Uh, and now I hold it, it's just a very, yeah. very special place in my heart. <laughs> Yeah, and it's what a story. I mean, it, uh, this definitely, you know, uh, explains the stars inside uh, your company name, <laughs> your, your wedding planning name, so uh, your branding name. Sorry. So the, yeah, definitely, what a story! Like uh, a very interesting story to tell at cocktail parties, I would say. <laughs> well, certainly, I've gone through different stages. When I was a an astrophysicist and people would meet me I'd say oh I'm I'm in astrophysics and they'd be like oh wow oh you must be clever and I'd be like no not really I just study really hard and then there was another (laughs) stage where they were like oh my god you're in the circus and I'd be like yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and then I was in a bank and people were like oh that's super boring (laughs) (laughs) I've gone through all the different stages of not impressing people and impressing people when I first meet them. <laughs> but but I guess all of these, uh, you know, stages helped you to grow your business and grow your brand. And because, uh, you know, even in uh, b- uh, like to run a business, you need a little bit of a banking, you need a little bit of accounting. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I say so this a lot now. It's not very mm-hmm. obvious, but mm-hmm. I feel like every single part of my background Absolutely. Has, has allowed me to grow into the person who would even have the courage to start a business and and now I feel like you know those years with the banking hunger games have given me a little bit of a thick skin and just knowing how to speak to people and then the years creating in the circus have opened my imagination and you know the years as an astrophysicist make me a very like logical problem solver so all of that definitely colors my work now and my brand and I hope I can you know use everything to serve my couples and my vendors. (laughs) Absolutely so what would you say that uh, inspires you in your daily life and in your business life like uh, where do you draw inspiration from uh, for your weddings and your numerous uh, projects? Yeah oh gosh I've tried to answer this question before and I always fail because (laughs) because I kind of feel like it comes from just every, I have such a wide range of interests. I love literature. Yeah. I love, you know, cinematography. I love art. I love fashion. I love interior design. And I just kind of, I just open myself to absorbing that as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. I have a lot of like random magazine subscriptions. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I go for walks. I go to museums, obviously not right now, but generally I, yeah. you know, go out a lot and, and just kind of expose myself to a lot of things. And I've lived in a lot of different countries. I was in Brazil and New York and Italy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I bring all of that with me um, kind of culturally. Oh, and, yeah. And I think, I don't know, I guess I just try and be really open-minded. I, I try and look outside of the wedding industry whenever I'm looking for inspiration. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm constantly inspired by the people I work with. You know, sometimes I'll have the seed of an mm-hmm. idea, but it doesn't develop until I found the 
people I'm going to do it with you know like for example for a photo shoot I might have a general idea but then I'll find a florist who I think is perfect and then she'll say oh you know we could go in this direction and then I'm inspired by her interpretation of it and you know things kind of grow collaboratively Um, and for weddings I'm obviously very inspired by my couples I love getting to know them I love getting to know all their passions and their quirks and um for my brand is all about like personality and storytelling and stuff so I I really take the time to get to know them so that I can let them be the center of the story you know um and that's also what's important uh, for each wedding to be unique. It has to be unique to each couple, I would say, and their story. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's the fun bit. You know, it's it's challenging, but it's also the most rewarding part of, of designing yeah. a wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to just getting to know the couples is like uh, something very interesting, I would say. Like they all have their own stories. And then you can share your story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very intimate relationship I do say this um yeah that I you know there's different styles of wedding planning there's the Jennifer Lopez's of the world and you know there's there's all of us but I'm very much like the BFF style like I love Mm -hmm. like chatting all the time I love having Mm -hmm. my brides on WhatsApp I love having you know really you know high touch like communication because I feel like that allows them to really trust me and just really feel like they have a partner in the journey and they can if they need to just squeak because they found their dress or you know whatever it is like I'm I just like being there for the whole journey which is why I don't do that many weddings in a year because it's Mm -hmm. a very yeah it is Mm -hmm. a very intense tight-knit relationship you know hands-on personal absolutely yeah 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 that's very nice and uh yeah to share uh all these little moments that uh, all the brides have to go through and the decision making because I know there's a lot of decision making <laughs> to do, yeah. so absolutely that's nice yeah uh, so what what would you say was one of your best experiences or, or one of your best weddings that uh, you've had so far oh, <laughs> I can't choose one they're all like my babies <laughs> <laughs> or something stayed with you in your memory like something fun or I don't know well, I mean, I think certainly um, something I've discovered in the last kind of 12 to six months is that I'm connecting more and more with couples who want to have elopements and very intimate yeah. weddings. So yeah. probably um, a very special experience I had was my first sort of proper air quotes elopement in the sense that it was just the two of them. And yeah. Um, learning so much in that journey of what it's like to be that couple's one and only touch point through the whole because you know normally a bride will experience the entire planning journey with her mom Mm -hmm. and five bridesmaids and 100 guests and you know but being um you know having a much more central role when it's you Mm -hmm. and them um it's very, very special. And I think elopements in many ways are similar to weddings, but in many ways are very different. And any supplier who wants to serve them does need to be ready for a very intense relationship, which I love, but, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But discovering how much I love that was very special. And this this particular elopement happened in February this year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'd been planning it for a while and, 
seeing it come together honestly I felt like it was my own family getting married because we'd gotten to know each other so well and yeah. um and you're there on the day and you're the the first person they see in the morning and the only person mm-hmm. for a while, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're there when they say their vows and you're the only person that hears them say their vows to each other, you know, and, and it's just, it's very intimate. And I think that's a, that is a, an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. And you just get to share this uh, special moment yeah. uh, that they share between themselves, uh, between each other. Yeah. And you get to share that too with them. So you're like their closest, as you said, the closest family member or bridesmaid or yeah, maid of yeah, honor. Yeah. Or and, and it's also, it's your responsibility to make sure mm-hmm. that, um, that they feel confident and justified to make a decision that isn't very mm-hmm. mainstream. And you also mm-hmm. need to be the one showing them all the excitement that their bridesmaids would have mm-hmm. showed them and their mom would have showed them. And, you know, you like your energy levels have to be like, <laughs> you know, yeah, the Definitely. highest for the entire time, because it's so important. Like you are going to be coloring their experiences of the day. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be buffered by 150 people telling them how great their wedding is. There's none of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just mm-hmm. you saying what an incredible thing it is. And, um, you know, being extra like hyper communicative from that point of view. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of hats that you wear as an elopement planner. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess that elopements are now picking up more and especially will be picking up more. Uh, everybody is saying that they are going to, going to be trending um, this and in the next year because of uh, the coronavirus. And, you know, people will uh, maybe opt for uh, virtual weddings more. But uh, what trends do you, do you see picking up? You know, I think, I don't know if it's because I'm more alert to that space, but I, I do definitely mm-hmm. see um, more couples thinking about reducing their guest lists. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I am seeing more elopements, but then I don't know, it, it might be just a self-selection because I'm, you know, I'm connecting mm-hmm. with that space specifically mm-hmm. um, because I'm sure there are also many, many wonderful couples out there who, you know, don't want to make a change to their wedding and just want it to be the big, beautiful celebration yeah. it would have been. That's so, you know, that's, that's also absolutely valid, but I am seeing an increase for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people really excited about traveling in 2021 and 2022, mm-hmm. almost all the inquiries in fact I think like 90% of the inquiries I've received for next year and the following are destination weddings and Mm -hmm. you know I never really set out to to be a destination planner like it wasn't my plan and Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even that heavy in my marketing to start with I think it was just a very natural thing that happened because you know Mm -hmm. I love travel and I've traveled a lot in my life and I talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. and naturally couples who have smaller weddings are more flexible mm-hmm. and more nimble, more able to travel with their guests. So I think it just so happens that I've sort of attracted more destination couples. And now I'm, you know, I'm seeing that rise even more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also seeing like, and again, it might be just that I'm particularly sensitive to it, but I'm definitely seeing more couples thinking about like, you know, when they can finally be with their guests, they want to be with their guests. Like they want to be present. They yeah. want, they want really like, 
a lot of moments where they can just spend quality time together. So maybe like instead of just one day, like having like two or three days Mm -hmm. together and really catching up because people just miss each other terribly. So I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. planning to have these sort of weekend long celebrations um, and being more attentive to like creating opportunities to actually spend time together. So like, instead of the whole day being a blur and saying 50 seconds of Mm -hmm. conversation with each guest, you know, like, can we create, you know, a welcome dinner to catch up and can we create, I don't know, activities we can do together in the runoff or, or even on the wedding day, like, can we set up little lounges so people can sit and chat and, you know, like things that Mm -hmm. encourage actual quality time. Uh, That's definitely something I think just as a general trend, not not necessarily pandemic related but more mm-hmm. interactivity is something that I've been seeing for you know mm-hmm, for the last mm-hmm. couple of years so more like interactive food serving options and drinks and mm-hmm. just more about creating the atmosphere and the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing being more than just like a party you know like there's just there's lots of ways for the guests to get involved um you know, sometimes there'll be rituals in the ceremony where the guests get involved and things like that. Just really allowing people to to share in, in the experience more. Yeah, absolutely. The interactive weddings are definitely, I think, a way to go. And uh, before when you were saying, I also see many wedding weeks. And uh, one thing that the brides are telling me that it's so, uh, that had wedding weeks already is uh, such a great thing to uh, get all the guests know each other before the actual wedding because there are most of the destination weddings that are happening in Greece they many come from different countries like from seven or ten different countries or even three different countries let's say so these people obviously don't know each other and uh, they usually start the wedding week usually starts off with some party or some trip a boat tour or something where they just you know people can just get to know each other and uh, make new friendships so that's uh, one thing that is definitely I totally agree and ultimately you know if you've chosen a beautiful destination you probably love traveling your your friends and family Mm -hmm. probably do too and that feeling of going on a holiday is probably Mm. one of the best in life isn't it when you're like oh you're excited you're packing for a new place and you know you're discovering a new place with people that you love and combining that with a wedding is like the ultimate thing for me (laughs) yeah and the activities like things the Greece has to offer like oh my gosh mm. yeah of course (laughs) so what do you what do you like about weddings in Greece what would you suggest brides to do or what are some of your favorite uh, you know, I mean, I uh, obviously I had the wonderful experience of working in Santorini and I very much hope to be back. And actually, since then, I've received quite a few inquiries lately. So hopefully I'll be back in Greece soon. Yeah, um, that's I think, amazing. Honestly, for me, the whole Mediterranean, um, I, I just, I feel like there's just something about the lightness of the air and the intensity of the just the colors and the scents it's just all so rich and wonderful and I just think anyone who is thinking of you know going to that part of the world can really really make the most of that with their wedding with Mm. incredible food you know as you say fantastic experiences the water the weather you know the food all of it it's absolutely wonderful and 
I think maybe because I was born in Italy and I'm a bit of a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sun baby. But like, I, I just think there's just like, I feel like I just breathe better, you know, in, in that part yeah. of the world. Just like, it just feels fresher. It feels like your skin is taking in all the, you know, vitamins it needs. And it's just, it's just one of those places. <laughs> it just lights me up. So, you know, I mean, I, I always recommend it whenever a bride is thinking about going to you know mm -hmm. escaping to warmer climates in Greece and Italy and I, I'm always all for it and I, I can't wait to get to know more of Greece I'll, I'll need to take recommendations from you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we have uh, a lot of um, different articles about destinations so definitely you should check out the older I magazines will. yeah yeah and it's just gorgeous even uh, me personally I'm discovering so many new gorgeous places and each time we go somewhere I'm like wow what this is this, <laughs> this is here it's unbelievable <laughs> oh, that's so, I love the way Santorini really blew me away with the way that like one side of the island was totally different to the other yes. side on one side yeah. I thought I was like inside a volcano and then the other side yeah. it was you know white sand and stuff and it was incredible like the variety in such a small yeah. island it was fantastic it's absolutely uh, incredible and the views uh, and oh, whoever gosh, wants yeah. to visit I suggest to visit in uh, winter times or you know not so touristy summer yeah. times because uh, it is just gorgeous during the winter because it's also sunny and there's no people or not so many people. <laughs> and uh, um, some stores are still open, some are closed. Uh, but it's just the views yeah. and just to take in nature and the calmness of everything. And yeah, we were also blown away by the, by as you said, on one side the rock volcano yeah, and on the other incredible. side. Yeah. <laughs> we went it's in May incredible. and it was it was beautiful weather we had just a mm -hmm, sunny mm -hmm. breezy day it wasn't too hot it wasn't it was Absolutely. just perfect and you yeah. know it was a bit busy for sure you know but it wasn't like yeah. you know we thought we would be elbowing through this you know oil, yeah. but it, yeah actually it's not how you pronounce it but you know we were sort of like you know really able to walk around and, and let the couple enjoy kind of taking photos around the town and everything yeah, it is gorgeous. And um, no, I guess the most busy is uh, summer, like uh, July and August. Mm -hmm. And uh, But uh, now Santorini is becoming like a f all year round island <laughs> where before it was closed down. Before, like in when it was end of August, the beginning of September, everything was closed. Like you couldn't yeah. go anywhere or just a couple of local stores and that's it. But now uh, many, even hotels and villas are operating in the, win in the winter too. So that is, that is great. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we, when we did this um, elopement in, in Santorini, the wonderful florist I worked with, we were chatting in the mm -hmm. car and he was saying, you know, that he, he does, uh, you know, uh, over a hundred weddings in a summer. And I, I remember yeah. thinking, oh my goodness. <laughs> A UK yeah. florist would die. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it's a different setup. You know, he has a team and, you know, he has multiple yeah. bases. But still, like, it's incredible that a little island like that would have, you know, such an incredible wedding industry. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I think last year, I'm not sure now with the, the numbers, but it was over 
three million or <gasps> ten, ten? Yeah, tourists in in one summer. It was wow. crazy, crazy amount. <laughs> I think they said that Mykonos and Santorini get more tourists than Australia or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Crazy numbers. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's a gorgeous location and, you know, that's what attracts people. Yeah. And yeah, Greek vendors are just amazing at pulling things together um, and uh, being super professional. Yeah, so friendly, um, so yeah. talented, so hardworking. You know, I was so yeah. impressed. Every single person that I contacted or worked with just went really above and beyond. And I was I was so impressed. And, you know, yeah. I'm used to Italy being, you know, I know the Italy industry fairly well. Mm-hmm. And the way it works there is, you know, everyone's a little bit laissez-faire when it comes to the documentation and the contracts and the emails. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to it on the day, everyone works super hard and they're really friendly yeah. and they really like deliver, you know. And I got a similar feeling yeah. in Greece that, they wouldn't like they would never let you down on the day it was yeah um, i i hear the same and i've experienced and uh <laughs> hear the same, the same stories from everybody so yeah that's really amazing and that's what i love about uh, this one thing uh, of all of the things that i love about the wedding industry in greece uh, is uh, the people yeah uh, really take uh, take care and they go in it with a full heart yes oh, so, so warm is there one question that almost every client asks you about uh, their wedding or in the beginning when they contact you? What is the first question they ask you? And what is your answer? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I guess the, um, the question that I get, I mean, there's probably two, but one is a bit obvious and maybe a little bit more boring for your listeners. But the, the one practical question that comes out a lot is, how much does stuff cost? And, yeah. you know, that's a very you know, practical, <laughs> obvious thing. And, of course, the answer is different for everyone. But what that uh, definitely shows me as a planner is that there isn't a huge amount of transparency out there about mm-hmm. why things cost what they cost. Because mm-hmm. every single, almost every single couple that I work with has to go through a process of getting used to the figures um, mm-hmm. because they've mm-hmm. you know never organized something quite like this and yeah, and they have no idea why you know fl- flowers for a wedding for example don't cost the same mm-hmm. as buying them from the high street you know like there's a lot mm-hmm. of there's a lot of complexity that goes behind every single mm-hmm. vendor at a wedding and there's definitely a sense of a, a bit of a mystery around why things cost what they cost and mm-hmm. that's something that I've definitely noticed you know people asking questions about how suppliers work that I would have thought were obvious but clearly aren't mm-hmm. because I'm immersed in the wedding industry and of course I yeah you know I have visibility I you know I have the kind of privilege of seeing the couple side and the vendor side but from a couple's perspective I think a lot more openness and transparency would be helpful for them to know like you know, why things cost what they cost. So definitely, um, you know, with every vendor category that I help them find, I go through mm-hmm. a process of explaining what they're getting for their money, why, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all the costs that go in and really breaking that down for them. Um, so that's definitely something that I that I work on with couples a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other question that I get quite a lot is, do we have to, and then fill in the blank? <laughs> because... <laughs> 
because I think a lot of couples have a feeling of like, oh, but we're supposed to have a first answer. We're supposed to cut yeah. cake or, you know. Yeah. And so I get a lot of like, oh, but don't we have to dot, 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 you know, whatever the thing is yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. And my question, my re- response is always no, not unless no. you want to. <laughs> um, because nothing I, mean, is <laughs> I, I talk about it a lot with, you know, in terms of the values at the core of my brand, which is doing what's right for you, doing what's meaningful to mm-hmm. you, and really discovering each couple's definition of fun, of luxury, of, you know, whatever their definition is of an amazing day. Um, and that's why I encourage them to think outside the box and, you know, set aside their expectations and preconceptions of what a wedding should be and of course there'll be traditions they want to honor and that's fine there'll be traditions they want to honor for themselves or because it means a lot to their family all of these reasons are absolutely valid but I'm the last thing I would ever want is a couple doing something because they feel they're supposed to or they should um and so I'm I'm always an advocate for you know doing what they want to do so I do get that question Mm -hmm. a lot like oh don't we have to send you know (laughs) this type of save the date like no you do what you want you can send a video you can send you do whatever you want you know and um and so a lot of the work I do with couples is helping them unlock their own personal way of doing all Mm -hmm. of the wedding things or not doing them you know depending what's right yeah that's amazing because I am also a believer of doing your wedding the way you want it yeah Uh, I've also shared our small uh and she wedding in athens oh. in the in the new yeah in the new uh issue so um, i'm definitely you know we were definitely not the, the typical traditional wedding uh bride and groom and we didn't we definitely didn't have a traditional wedding yeah so yeah, i totally believe what you're saying and sometimes we all get caught up in this because there's obviously a lot of blogs there of saying course. oh you need this you need to have this look at this look at that you know and then brides get uh, maybe a bit confusing uh, and they think that this is a must as you said uh, before sending uh, um, you know rsvps or whatever so um yeah i'm totally believer in that and that's uh, uh, that's actually a great topic uh, maybe for another time like a full uh, wedding you know how do you say non-traditional yeah how to personalize your wedding yeah for sure (laughs) that's amazing um so would you tell us uh, a little bit uh, what you're currently working on I know you're working on some uh, amazing projects and what is one thing that you're currently doing oh my goodness how exciting okay so um so in 2020 um obviously we're currently you know, in the midst of uncertainty, but fingers crossed, if all goes well, I will have a few more weddings this year um, in Uh autumn. If they can go ahead safely and happily, they will do so. And that will be this year. So I've spent a lot of time working on helping couples postpone, helping suppliers and couples find the solution that best works for them. And that's taken up Mm -hmm. a lot of my time, but I've been very happy to. I feel like, you know, this is when wedding planners really, um yeah. kind of show their yeah. worth you know what I mean like we're here for the mm-hmm. good times but we're also definitely here for when you know stuff hits the fan so I've been yeah, very absolutely. happy to to be able to support people in that way so that's taken up a lot mm-hmm. of my time but it's been it's been lovely I mean 
it's been lovely to be able to help not not that it's been lovely yes. that people have to postpone obviously that's not yes um uh, and I'm currently kind of tentatively timidly starting to organize a few more photo shoots and editorials to create some inspirational content so if again all goes well I have a few in the UK coming up this summer and then in theory if I can we have a workshop coming up in Santorini so I'll be back in Greece if I can in August oh wow um this is tell us more big question mark on this one but uh myself and Rebecca Carpenter who's a photographer I worked with a number Mm -hmm. of times before and whose photographs are in Elwed um we Mm -hmm. loved Santorini so much that we wanted to run another you know workshop for photographers who want to come out Mm -hmm. and take some incredible photos there and you know, as soon as we released it as an option, it was sold out. Like people wanted, people wow, are, you know amazing. desperate to get incredible photos in a beautiful place like that. So, if we can go ahead with it, fingers crossed, that will be at the oh, end yeah. of August. Um, we also have been postponing a Turkey workshop um, now for mm-hmm. months. It was supposed to happen in April, and then we postponed mm-hmm. it to July, and now we're looking at probably next May. But anyway, <laughs> it's been great to work on that. Um, Turkey's a, a country I've always wanted to explore, so I'm very excited to go there. Um, and next year, I have pretty much a full year of weddings and elopements, taking me all over the world. Um, I'm going back mm-hmm. to Italy a few times, um, Spain, and I think probably the one of the most exciting, most exotic things in my calendar is an elopement in Namibia, which you know I've never been that far for work, so I'm very excited. Wow. <laughs> that is very exciting. Um, and then let me think. And then I have the podcast. Um, if if you don't mind me mentioning it, I'd love to. It's it's uh, something yeah. I've started very recently, which is a brand new little podcast of my own. Um, and the goal there is really just kind of going back to what I said before: is giving suppliers and couples a chance to just understand each other better and educate each other and really just allow for a bit of that communication to happen. So I interview suppliers from all over the industry and all over the world. Um, and I also interview engaged couples to hear more about what their journey has been like and what their planning has been. Um, and that's really very new. I've only released a couple of episodes, but I'm very excited about it. And um, yeah, it's been a really fun use of my time as well. Yeah, it's really exciting. I love your podcast. I'm I'm a follower and a listener. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you on there soon. Yay. I hope fingers crossed. <laughs> and um for the last question, is there some advice that you would like to give to couples who want to get married abroad, destination who are planning a destination or are thinking about destination wedding? Yes, for sure. Okay. So For destination weddings, I think there's a couple of things to keep in mind, which is it will be logistically more complicated, but it's 100% Mm -hmm. worth it. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So definitely prepare yourself psychologically for a little bit more work, but also remind yourself that it's absolutely going to be worth it. So if there is a place on the map that you've always wanted to go to or maybe you've been to but and it's your favorite place place where you're happiest and you want to get married there but you're thinking oh my god you know I don't know where to start and it's going to be complicated 
the truth is it is going to be complicated but it's going to be amazing so definitely go for it like that's always my number one advice um definitely one other thing I say to people is just adjust expectations about it being cheaper sometimes people think like oh if I go to Italy Mm. it'll be super cheap I mean it's not definitely the case it it's possible that it could work out cheaper if you make certain you know tactical decisions yeah but it's also absolutely not definitely the case so just kind of managing expectations saving yourself the sort of heartache of thinking oh but if I go to a country that's cheap then my wedding will be cheap I mean it it depends on you know what your priorities are um yeah but you know definitely there are added costs you may not have thought of for a local wedding so Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. another thing and then the last one that I would probably say is really equip yourself with a team that you trust it's extra important for a destination wedding because you might often find yourself having to rely on them for translations or Mm -hmm. you know cultural explanations or you know you're really going to have to rely on them to help you Mm -hmm. you know understand and and get to know the place you've chosen so Mm -hmm. absolutely take your time choosing suppliers you trust that you love that you know know the, the area well or are willing to you know, get to know it really well with you. I mean, obviously working with a planner who knows the area is great, or at least a mm-hmm. planner who is confident in getting to know new international locations. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a must. You don't have to have a planner, but certainly for destination weddings, it can be a huge help and really, really helps with the peace of mind of mm-hmm. knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be completely out of your depth. Um, so yeah, those are probably my top, top advice. <laughs> Amazing. And if some brides want to reach you, where can they find you? Sure. So I hang out on the internet a lot. So you can find me <laughs> on my website, uh, which is thestarsinside.com. You can also see, fill out my contact form or you'll find my email on there if you want to just email me directly. That's also wonderful. I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can find me at the stars inside on Instagram. Or if you're interested in the podcast, I'm at the stars inside underscore the podcast. And yeah, that's probably all the places. But to be honest, the stars inside is kind of my handle on everything. So even if you're looking mm-hmm. on Facebook or other social media platforms, I use Pinterest a lot. So you can find me there as well. Lots of different ways. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Definitely going to follow there too. Uh, and for the workshop, if somebody wants to join, uh, you said Santorini sold out, but uh, the the Turkish one or yeah. the future ones? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely get in touch and let me know if you are interested. Um, it tends to be run sort of by the photographer that I'm working with. But if, mm-hmm. if you know, anyone was listening, it would be interested in maybe being added to a mailing list or, you know, just being kept in the loop when there's new workshops definitely email me I would love to hear from you we're always looking for new people to join us on our adventures around the world (laughs) great that's amazing okay we're kind of running out of time so um, thank you very much for coming to this podcast or be interviewed and uh, yeah it was amazing listening to all of your stories and (laughs) getting to know you and hopefully we can meet soon oh that would be wonderful it's been such a pleasure thank you for having me we 
are excited to invite you to Alchemia, our first curated portfolio building workshop for destination wedding photographers and cinematographers. Curated by Kiss from Fleur, you will be able to capture real emotional story of romance, high-end fashion and bespoke Greece. Let's connect on this ultimate portfolio building retreat with like-minded creatives and discover the secret luxuries of Peloponnese together. You will be able to revive and enhance your brand with your new conceptualized editorials. It's time to write your new story. So join us at Alchemia, the journey of changing one's heart, mind or way of life. This October 14th to 16th at the Dexamenes Seaside Hotel in Greece. Find out more at bit.ly slash alchemia or contact Anna at kissfromfleur.de. Thanks for listening to Elwed Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwed Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to elwed.com podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwed.